Occasionally, visitors to God Said, Man Said ask for updates concerning various subjects featured on the website. In regard to man's discoveries, we bring forth new info as we become aware of it. God's inerrant word, on the other hand, never needs updating. Its holy dictums are true and righteous altogether, and of course they never change. Real truth simply never changes. Conversely, man's truth is in a constant state of flux. Casting all fear of sounding repetitious to the wind, man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. Case in point, shocking news that the purported 65-million-year-old dinosaur bones being examined actually contain soft, unfossilized tissue and what appears to be hemoglobin. Although this news, reported in just the past 12 months, shocked the paleontologists and numerous research scientists to their roots, you might be surprised to know that we published this kind of information back in 2001. We reported from research conducted in 1992 by the very same person leading the research of these new mind-boggling finds. How could soft tissue and hemoglobin be found inside these uh, 65-million-year-old bones? These bones should surely be fully fossilized. After these discoveries, science said, our truth of fossilization needs to be overhauled. Their truth is in a constant state of flux. Every time they contradict the truth of God's word, they are found liars. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Have you considered the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you ready to surrender your life to the King of glory? Do it now while you still have time. Click on the Further with Jesus for instant entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament, from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, Genesis chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. God said, Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Men said God and the Bible are for uneducated, easily led losers. Now the record. This feature will spotlight news concerning the latest discoveries in the Arctic. This information offered as shocking news, like the dino bones, does not reveal something new, but is simply more information concerning something old. God said men said reported on this kind of research approximately 25 years ago. It was a review of info that had been known for some time. Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. According to God's word, he created the earth with water upon it, and a layer he called firmament and heaven hovering over it, and above the firmament another layer of water. 
When scientists put together a theoretical model designed in the way just described, they come up with some astounding scenarios. 1. A water canopy encompassing the whole Earth would create a virtual greenhouse, regulating a perfect temperature around the globe in which there would be no storms of any kind. 2. The water canopy would also act as a filter, blocking deadly UV rays from the sun which arguably participate in every disease known to man. This canopy would contribute to much longer lifespans. Students of the scriptures know that the average lifespan before the flood in the days of Noah was 911 years. Also take note that Adam and Eve were naked and not burned by the sun. There is also no record of God making a house for them in which to dwell. Number three, the first record of rain in the Bible is during the great flood in the days of Noah. Prior to the flood, Genesis 2, 4 through 6 states, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the earth. The perfect year-round temperature, devoid of storms of any kind, as well as the absence of rain, meant that every morning there was a beautiful postcard sky a place God called paradise. Number four, in Genesis 7, God opened the windows of heaven and poured the protective water canopy down upon the earth. This destroyed every creature that had the breath of life in its nostrils with the exception of the residents of Noah's Ark. Things would never be the same again. The destruction of this water canopy has produced devastating results. There are billions of buried fossils from living creatures that were destroyed by water action. There are fish fossils on the world's mountain peaks. Man's lifespan has dropped dramatically from the average age of 911 years to the Bible's prophetic threescore years and ten or 70 years. There are huge destructive storms bombarding this earth as well as dangerous temperature swings and the phenomenally detrimental effects of UV rays, etc., etc. More in-depth articles on this subject will be listed at the end of this feature. Now here's the update. A flurries of news releases tout new discoveries during a 2004 drilling expedition in the floor of the Arctic. Now here's the update. A flurry of news releases tout new discoveries during a 2004 drilling expedition into the floor of the Arctic Ocean. A May 31, 2006 headline from the Associated Press reads, Scientist, Arctic once had tropical climate. The May 31, 2006 headline at Pravda RU reads, Fifty-five million years ago, the Arctic was tropical. Finally, the May 31, 2006 headline of Purdue University News reads, North Pole's ancient past holds clues about future global warming. The findings of a once tropical climate at the North Pole are, of course, true, according to the physical evidence discovered. Incidentally, however, the assertions of millions of years are built upon the faulty assumptions of uniformitarianism and are not science at all, but simply incorrect hypotheses. The scriptures are clear. The earth is just over 6,000 years old, and stacks of empirical evidence support this. At the end of this feature, we will list God-said, man-said subjects that support a young earth. Don't be bamboozled by pseudoscience's scientific-sounding rhetoric, which has not been and will never be proved. The following excerpts are from the news releases mentioned above. Pravda.ru Scientists have found what might have been the ideal vacation hotspot with a 74-degree Fahrenheit average temperature, alligator ancestors, and palm trees. It's smack in the middle of the Arctic. 
Core samples dug from deep beneath the Arctic Ocean floor show that 55 million years ago, an area near the North Pole was practically a subtropical paradise. Three new studies show, end of quote. I stated earlier that the reference to billions of years or the 55 million years just mentioned is built upon the faulty foundation of uniformitarianism. Dr. Morris, in his book Many Infallible Proofs, defines evolutionary uniformitarianism as the concept that all things have developed into their present form from the same slow natural processes that function at present acting over billions of years of time, end of quote. Two enormously major events took place that shattered this rule. First, God created the heavens and the earth and all living creatures just over 6,000 years ago. If you would have arrived 10 seconds after God's handiwork and seen Adam and creation, etc., they would have appeared to have history, but were in fact only 10 seconds old. Adam did not evolve from a primordial soup over billions of years. He was fully grown and fully functioning just as the rest of creation was. The earth and its rocks and water may have seemed to have history, but were only seconds old. The second issue is the global flood that destroyed all terrestrial creatures, save for those that were on the ark. The devastation worldwide was immeasurable. The water canopy above the sky was cast down to the earth. The great fountains of the deep were broken up. The water levels rose dramatically and so much more. Those who have rejected these most provable realities find themselves in pursuit of foolishness. The following excerpts are from Tech News World. Scientists already knew this thermal event happened, but are not sure what caused it. Perhaps massive releases of methane from the ocean, the continent-sized burning of trees, lots of volcanic eruptions. Many experts figured that while the rest of the world got really hot, the polar regions were still comfortably cooler, maybe about 52 degrees Fahrenheit. The new research found the polar, polar average excuse me, was closer to 74 degrees, however. So instead of Boston-like weather year-round, the Arctic was more like Miami North, way north. It's the first time we've looked at the Arctic, and man, it was a big surprise to us, said study author Catherine Morn, an oceanographer of the University of Rhode Island. It's a new look at how the Earth can respond to these peaks in carbon dioxide. Purdue University News reports, the models failed to explain another puzzling fact. The temperature difference between the North Pole and the equator today is about 45 degrees. But the difference appears to have been much smaller during the Pleiocene-Eocene thermal maximum time frame. Otherwise, it would have been too hot for vegetation to survive in equatorial latitudes. We still haven't explained why the tropics stayed cool, Uber said. Somehow we have to explain how you can warm the poles up to 23 degrees Celsius without having the tropics rise to at least 50 degrees, which is 10 degrees too hot for plants to carry out photosynthesis. He said the implications are troubling because current models may be providing optimistic predictions. Today's models underpredict how warm the poles were back then, which tells you something disturbing, that the models, if anything, aren't sensitive enough to greenhouse gases, Huber said. At the same time, it is possible that other forces, in addition to higher-than-normal greenhouse gas concentrations, were involved. Otherwise, we can't explain how the tropics maintain livable conditions. End of quote. Scientists are flummoxed. How can this be? The answer, of course, is recorded in God's book, in particular Genesis. Purdue researcher Huber was on the right track when he said, at the same time, it is possible that other forces were involved. Science has discovered a time when the earth was a God-created paradise. 
Unfortunately for the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, it is a paradise lost. Click on the further with Jesus for instructions for re-entry. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, Genesis chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. God said, Genesis 2, verses 4 through 6, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. Man said, God and the Bible are for uneducated, easily led losers. Now you have the record.